0: This is the One Up Sales Development Podcast. A podcast made by SDRs or SDRs. This one goes out to all the hustlers on the phones each and every day, slugging it out. If you're new and you need help with cold calling, I got you. Hey, Bob, may I have 27 seconds 27, just to explain the reason for my call? And you can decide if we should continue or not. Personalization with relevancy. I got you. Hey Bob, I noticed you have a lovely garden and you love to grow plants. Incidentally, what are you doing today to grow your sales team? Overcoming objections. I got hey you. Hey Bob, the last thing I'd like to do is send over information that is irrelevant. To narrow this down, I'd like to ask you a few questions. Would that be alright? How to extract information and make friends with gatekeepers. I got you. Hey Sally, I'm not even sure if Bob's the right person I should be speaking to. Would it be alright if I explain the reason for my call and perhaps maybe you can help? We're in it to win it. together together. SDRs unite! I'm your host, Jackson Liu. everyday practitioner. From the front lines for the front Married lines. to the game, baby practice what you preach. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Everybody. Welcome back to another ditch of the one up sales development podcast for drop number five we've got someone is oh man oh man oh man is a nice holiday treat this individual has over 10 plus years of sales experience started over at FedEx as a strategic development sales exec during his time there he was named President's Club of the Year in 2011 at the top 1% of all FedEx sales rep worldwide he worked his way up the ranks Became a community leader, and he is also the co founder of Rev Genius. It is the one and only Mr. Jared Robbins. So, Rev Genius is a group of revenue generating sales and marketing professionals brought together to learn, to share, to support each other, and to grow with each other. They now have over confirmed 8,500 plus members that are now contributing to Rev Genius' mission building the features of sales whether you want to start and help others building meaningful relationships to discover correct events or just share best practices rev genius is your spot you know what i really love about jared is that he has a keen eye to spot and you know comes up with solutions when it comes to filling the gap Rev Genius was built at the height of the pandemic. We all know that when the pandemic happened, everyone was pumping content more than ever. Events were getting hit left and right. There'll be virtual events here, virtual events there, but content was scattered everywhere. Doesn't matter if you're in marketing, sales, rev ops, and etc. it was scattered everywhere. So he was able to find this niche and said, hey, why won't we combine everything onto one? And on top of that, share his sales stories too, to help boost the community, to help each other around, to help change lives, and to help you up-level your game. Jared, my man, thank you again so much for coming on the 1UP Sales Development Podcast to share your story, share your mind, share your thought process, and share your insights on how it really is when it comes to creating a community like Rev Genius. Enjoy the episode, guys. Cheers. Oh, and of course, can't forget it. almost uh spot that in that this podcast is brought to you by better growth a software consultancy that helps companies reduce churn increase adoption and improve revenue generation so if you're a tech and SaaS company that is having a problem with revenue or churn and you're not sure how to pinpoint the the problem head over to www.bettergrowth.com for your free consultation today haha <laughs> All right. Hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the one up sales development podcast for today's guest, I have for you one is uh, someone special and unique. We actually connected not too long ago over a cool and awesome platform known as LinkedIn. And once I engage with his personnel, I really love his background picture. I was like, man, it's really catchy. It reminds me of going back to the future. It's a nice, cool and awesome, uh, long, attractive hair and uh, you know, he's just like a really cool and confident guy. And as I dive a little bit deeper, I was like, okay, this guy, he's onto something. We got to get him on this podcast. And he has over seven plus years of sales experience. He started out over at FedEx as a field sales rep. And I, if for those who are listening, you guys know I did an episode prior to my cousin-in-law, who was also a sales exec over at FedEx, he worked his way up the ranks. He's coming from the front lines for the front lines true ae professional he was the director of enterprise sales over at juice but now he is the ceo of founder of rev genius please give me a warm welcome for the one and only mr jared robin
1: hey thank you so much for having me jackson how are you today
0: i am doing well jared thank you again so much for hopping on the one up sales development podcast we truly appreciate you and that you know, I know we're just talking in the back room right now. And you mentioned that you were at juice yep. and you're rolling something out. Talk tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so what what I realized is during this COVID nineteen, you know, difficult period where a lot of people are getting laid off, there's been a lot of virtual events and, and a lot of content getting thrown at us in all directions and people leveling up, whether you're a company or a sales trainer doing that. And Saw a huge opportunity because there wasn't a platform unifying that. Yet all these sales reps and sales managers were super hungry to absorb it. Enter uh, RevGenius, a unified sales and marketing platform. Lives as a Slack today, uh, but we're building out the MVP uh, for more of a platform with that. So a spot for you to level up. And as a sales professional, not pay a dime to do it. Just have an organized single spot.
0: Damn. Nice. I love that. Free, not a dime. One spot, one spot, one spot. Just learn it all. (laughs) Exactly. I like that point. Jared, um, so for our listener here, just before we uh, start diving deep a little bit more, can you go ahead and just give us a brief introduction of who you are and really how did you end up in sales?
1: Yeah, no, great, great question. So, um, I'm the son of a salesman. Oh, My dad has been a commission-only sales rep for, for 30 years uh, in the outdoor space, selling brands like Columbia Sportswear and Salomon uh, to outdoor shops. So I was around that culture my whole life. And I went to college super entrepreneurial, uh, but I knew if I went to a job, I wanted it to be in sales. So majored in supply chain management at Penn State, found FedEx, uh, as you alluded to before that I was there. Because it was a combination of that supply chain, you know, moving products or goods around logistics, as well as um, customer facing. So, I was in a Manhattan territory selling that, and was there for six and a half years, which is like unheard of now, right? To stay in a role yeah. uh, at FedEx, everybody's there forever. Great company, awesome stuff, and and I decided to leave to go into technology because. I, I, I achieved all the validation that I needed, right? President's Club, this and that, and, and transitioned to technology because I wanted that challenge. I wanted to get into e commerce, machine learning, all of that. And I spent the last seven years in software as a service. And actually, you said seven years of tech. I've actually been in 14 years in sales, the last seven in technology. So nice. You know, right, right until recently, and, and, and the whole time I realized if I wanted to start something, a community, uh, I, I know the salesman as well as anybody because I, I have been him, right? So I wanted to create something for me. I, I found myself super thirsty bouncing around all week doing this podcast, doing – when I say podcast, like listening to this one, going to this sales training, going to this uh, Outreach Unleashed, et cetera. And everyone had their own, everyone had their own lane. And there's no single spot of truth as you probably see. So I, I'm like, let's do that. Let's hang out with some other sales professionals who I know and love and uh, create something for them and and something powerful to, to level up each individual and level up the profession because this COVID uh, times has taught us, you know, that we're a community and LinkedIn is further hammered that home with the support of everybody for each other. It's been great.
0: Yeah, I agree. And what you're just talking about right there is what you created and you mentioned it's the Rev yeah. genius, right? So let's dive a little bit deeper into that. And you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, for myself had never attended a virtual event too until this year. And the first one was with like unleashed Two And you know, they could throw out sure. some stuff. Hey, sign up here. Who what kind of topics you like to talk to? Or what kind of topic would you like to learn? And what kind of topic would you like to see? And then they just send you a confirmation email and you just slap that shit on your calendar, right? And but <laughs> it gets like scattered everywhere, it's like thrown left and right, it's, like spread mm-hmm. out throughout the days. And so diving into Rev Genius. Um, can you tell us a little bit more? Like, are you guys like making it like one simple place to to attend and watch, or what, what, is it, what is it we're looking at here?
1: So essentially, we're, we're, we're going to be aggregating all the events that are already out there. Um, day one, I don't foresee us creating our own content, but we're going to be organizing the content that's out there, whether it's podcasts, webinars, digital conferences, in-person conferences, because we will be able to see people in person again, <laughs> contrary to what it feels like, uh, blogs, et cetera. You know, really, really a place where a sales rep who's thirsty for knowledge and and leveling up, and it seems like more and more sales reps today are falling into that category. And th- this is for you. <laughs> this is for you. So t- so today it's a Slack, and and it's very much a community where everybody's um talking to each other, you know, giving LinkedIn Sales Navigator hacks like how to Boolean search. Um, how to best organize their accounts in their territory how to overcome objections and you know what what, what's the new technology to understand the personalities of somebody based on their linkedin profile which is crazy i forget what it's called but we were just looking at that technology the other day like like talk to this person assertively or talk to this person lay back like that type of stuff it's crazy what there's out there
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. That is funny because I actually been talking about this for quite some time too. Then this is exactly, depending who you're speaking to, um, how they're receptive to, right? And this is where challenges come to, especially new and young SDR and BDRs out there. And one of it is being shy from the phone, like they're scared to pick up the phone, being a little bitch about it and stuff like that. Then never do a cold call, never heard a cold (laughs) call, don't even know what a cold call is. And I'm guessing this type of thing that you're mentioning right here would say, Hey, this person would rather prefer phone than email. And if so, they're more laid back. They're more prone to making jokes or they're more prone to, Hey, keep it professional. Is that, is that what are we are talking about?
1: Yeah. So, um, I, I don't know if it talks about like the mode, like whether it's call versus email, but it's telling about like how to talk to them, like, oh, like, chal- okay. like, 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 like challenge this person versus uh, let this person lead or or something like that. That that that's just an example. But it looks at a LinkedIn profile and how somebody writes about themselves, essentially, to deduct all this. And and I saw a close friend of mine's like layout. And some of it was spot on, some of it was a little off because I think he's like a little nicer <laughs> than it showed, but but fascinating man and, and, and really cool. And and you know today in regards to helping the sdr out you have tools like like um playbooks that are live right you, you have your pitch on the you know whether it's chorus gong or or, or the new new thing you have talk tracks gone. yeah and it's right there and you have your calls recorded and you have sales managers coming in <laughs> real time i i i it helps the organization. I don't know if it makes the rep more comfortable or not. Cause if they're scared to get on a, if they're scared to do cold calls and now they're cold call that they're scared about, it's getting recorded, you know, but, but it definitely helps the organization. And, and if, if you have like the good qualities of a rep, like you're coachable, you're hungry, you're humble, you're going to take that and, and, and learn from it. So that's good. But there's a ton of, uh, you know, from an SDR perspective, from a calling perspective, with the SDR perspective, there's a lot of that. And, you know, to go on like a tangent, like with SDR and outreach a little bit and what's going on is um, like Jake Dunlap is just doing LinkedIn outreach now, which is fascinating. And they're booking more meetings than before. And, and, and he's an old school cold caller. So I love these experiments going on and, and some of which are with better technology and some of which are with new methods. Obviously, sending video and voicemail on LinkedIn is the new cat's meow Um, etc etc there's a a lot of tools for people
0: uh you know i think that's pretty cool i never heard that tool until you just mentioned right now and i can see definitely see the value in that and i would imagine it might be some kind of ai scraping just scraping through the profile seeing what your comments are reading the words and are you more of a person who likes to just teach people things are you just throwing things out there and i would imagine they would go ahead and Come back with the yeah. results and say, Hey, you should reach out to this person by doing this and that. Interesting. Hey, um, yeah, I mean, Joe. It's interesting space. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to dive in deep in something real quick. So you have about 14 years of sales experience, man. That is, uh, that's money. Hashtag money, you know, money. You've been in the game, you're from the, the front. bruises model. are hidden. <laughs> yeah from the front lines for the front lines and when i first when we first connected and i you know I, i'm i have this thing for scanning profiles myself and just really getting sure. deep and picking your brain and seeing who you really are and um i really love all the things you do and been doing i can tell your front line for the front line like your bio says too you know you say the prize myself i'm um, being the forefront learning new sales techniques each time <laughs> yeah so you yeah, fourteen years, seven years in FedEx, seven in tech. Like, yep. What really, I, what really made you do that horizontal jump? Because normally, when like you mentioned, a lot of people they're there for a long time, hit President's Club and like oh, fuck this, FedEx yeah, I did, I did it. In particular. I'm good, man. I'm I'm stay here. I got my shit down. I ain't going nowhere. But you wanted to challenge yourself, and that's what the same type of person I am to myself because you always say, all right, boom, I did it. Okay, what's next? So where did you pick up this mentality? Yep. Who taught you that? Or is it something you would learn by just continuous improvements? Um, what happened there?
1: That, that, that's a great question. So essentially, in high school, I made my first business plan, TJB Auto Detailing. And I, I was ready to start an auto detailing business with two of my best friends, Troy and Brian. Troy, Jared, Brian, Auto Detailing. <laughs> Shout <laughs> out to bro, Brian. Name. tjb right And, and i actually posted about brian on linkedin uh the other day how he was the impetus for getting into tech so you know had this entrepreneurial mentality went to school uh at penn state great school but but started putting myself in a box and that box was an entrepreneurship and and you know frankly i was scared to be an entrepreneur as a lot of people are there's no safety net there's no money i i wanted to get out of my house as quickly as possible and 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 that wasn't going to be a means to do it. FedEx was interesting. It got me out of my house. Sales was interesting. It got me into an entrepreneurial-ish role, like where, where you know you could control and like bring business on and be the lifeline. That was cool. Now, why did I leave FedEx after like getting all this validation and four promotions in six and a half years or whatever? Is the question. And it was because you know of that executing it fully. Uh, you know, I, I stayed at FedEx because there was a recession and it was a safe job and I need a little more validation, right? I was, I was still young and I, I needed self validation and, and I got it from promotions and I got it from awards and, and a lot of young folks do that. And, and that's normal, I think. So, you know, got that and I realized, okay, I don't want anymore. I'm bored. I don't want to keep doing the same thing here because you know the company's it's growing, but it's going around in circles and it's not interesting. Technology was interesting, and and uh, you know I could really really um, maximize my ambition and my intelligence jumping into technology because there's a lot of smart folks and and you know in general the people are really forward thinking, really outside the box thinking, really smart, always thinking the new new thing. Uh, FedEx or, or, you know, old school fortune 100 company is like, you know, play it safe. And, and, and it depends on the type of person you are. And, and I was the type of person not to play it safe. So, you know, took a pay cut, <laughs> went into tech, uh, flew by the seat of my pants. I was homeless for two months, living in an office building, not getting Ew. paid on time. And we went, we went to series a profitably. Um, I, I believe so. Somebody told me that, but we went to series A. Peter Thiel back. Peter Thiel, the first investor in, in Facebook, uh, one of the PayPal mafia, along with Elon Musk. And uh, <laughs> I went from a safe job to an unsafe job. And I did it because I was ready to take that risk on the entrepreneurial part with a little bit of a safety net, right? Like where, where I would get a salary and, and try to earn commission
0: yeah okay man i i love that let's talk about that so <laughs> it seems when you make that horizontal jump your first um, your first experience and you know to really get that feel was over at granify and you mentioned right now you were homeless for about two months living in an
1: office I, um, lived, I lived in an office building and yeah. it was because i kicked myself out of my ex-girlfriend's place like we separated <laughs> and i didn't have enough money because i, I was still paying half the rent oh fuck. um and I didn't have enough money for two places and I didn't want to move back home. I, and I got it off and I had an old client from FedEx that um gave me a pull out bed in an office building and there was a shower in the hallway. <laughs> oh damn. So for two months I was I was paying the old uh I was paying half the rent for my ex girlfriend to do the right thing. And gotcha. um and and so yeah, that was uh that was Wait. an edgy experience.
0: What Wait, wait. Um. So that during that two months, was this when you just left FedEx, or is it when you started granify What's What's the time frame look like over that time?
1: It, it was. It was at Granify. It was at Granify. It was. Oh, um. Shit. Okay. It was within my first six months at Granify.
0: Gotcha. 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 Man. So it.
1: This is like this.
0: Is exactly why I love interviewing like sales professionals like you. You're coming from the front lines for the front lines, you know, went through some bumping bruises. Let me let me ask you this. So now now, now that you're you with you and your success today um, in tech and SaaS slash sales development, what's during your time when you first started at Grandify, which was about seven years
1: ago, give or take, what's changed? Yep. What's changed in uh, software sales? Yeah, like prospecting, yeah. Like I'll tell you exactly what's changed. Sales enablement. Sales enablement didn't exist that hard seven years ago. Perspective. You know how LinkedIn sales navigator up until maybe three months ago in Gmail had like the side piece, like that, like would populate like the name of whoever you put in. Do you know that tool? Yeah. Yeah. That was reportive, a company called reportive. We would, that was, that was sales enablement. We would guess emails in Gmail. And if that populated, that meant we guessed right. Yep. Yep. Okay. There was no email scraping tools like there are today, and 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 maybe there were, but there was not even. There, there's probably one tenth tops as many, and like you know we didn't know it, and there, and there was no outreach. We used like, ToutApp, and then we used Yesware. Yesware is still <laughs> around, um, and then and then we used Outreach, and um, oh, man. there was no Chorus or Gong, um, it, sales enablement. The growth of sales enablement is probably the biggest, most obvious thing. Um, that space in the last seven years like, blew up in, in a big way. And also, six, seven years ago, SDRs were trickling in. It wasn't the norm. Okay, Maybe five years ago, SDRs started coming in on the regular. But six, seven years ago, it was not the norm. you were a full cycle sales rep. So those two big things are like, and, and, and you speak to anybody and they'll tell you. And also, um, you, just just like the, from an outbound perspective, from a full cycle sales rep, you're doing more calls than today. And emails were hitting more. Like, yeah you were able to convert a much higher percent of emails. So you might've been manually sending emails like one at a time or like with some rudimentary technology, but you were hitting on more of them. So like if you sent 25 emails in a day, you'd probably get two to three meetings, which is not bad. As you know, that's not bad.
0: Yeah. And you're talking about Even that more. back in the days when you're sending like 25. Yeah. Emails. So, so you're saying
1: like, yeah, yeah. So, so if you send 25 yeah. emails today, you're 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 hoping for two to three responses <laughs> yeah <You know? laughs> all right all right i love oh, and that actually, okay. and actually and actually that's exactly it you're getting two to three meetings then now you're now you're hoping for two to three responses and they're not going to be all positive
0: <laughs> <laughs> majority was like hey man i <laughs> okay
1: let's talk about I mean about all this. the I... you, 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 have, you have to be we were super creative back then super creative we're like we really connected yeah but now you know there's just so many more players in like let's say Martech space for instance than there were then I think there's like 7,000 players yeah that, that, you, that you need other tools and you don't just need other tools you need copywriting prowess if you're going to email right like like there's some great sales trainers that have this down like the josh bronze of the world morgan ingram's great as well on their outbound but like they, they, you need them you need them because you need to really think outside the box and 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 be really creative to get in the door today
0: yeah hey i love that so let's let's do this um I like you spill something so copywriting it's a big topic recently you're starting to see it a lot over sure. and over and from my understanding i see it's really just uh the way you ask and just building building valuable um you know something valuable like worth talking and letting them know that you like really you're credible you know and you're you actually did your research and stuff but in your in your eyes what's successful copywriting to you
1: Successful copywriting is, um, is, you know, today, it, it, challenge your sale, right? Like that, that's like one of the popular methodologies books out today. It's, it's pretty much saying that the customers um, are smarter now than ever in, in the sense that they've done the research, they, they know the landscape before going in. You're not going to teach them anything that drastic and, and you need to go in having an idea of potential problems or challenges that they might have because you've dealt with other people in that space right like if if you're like most people in martech you know depending on what you're in you have a b or c and you know there's a good chance one of those issues are there verse and it's also big in regards to not product selling anymore you know your, your solution selling that that's a big thing you you're finding a gap that they have and selling a solution to to close it right so yeah where in the past you you'd say hey reaching out to you because you're awesome <laughs> um, <laughs> or, or something like that granify is a really cool machine learning technology that helps to convert more customers we work with clients a b and c think you'd really be interested. Do you have 15 minutes this week? Or well, that was yesteryear. And, and you know, they weren't that different than that. What I just said at yeah. all. Um, yeah. at all. And, and actually that's a good one from back in the day, right? Like there were worse than that. Like that's quick and oh, concise. Yeah. Now, now, you know, you have to be under a hundred words and, and we knew this, we knew this seven years ago. Uh, not everybody knew this, but we did because my colleague came from Groupon and he brought it in because Groupon blew up and, and their CEO is like 75 words or less on the email. So we knew that. Be concise. Yep. But today it's not, from a copywriting perspective, it's not enough being concise. You cannot be product centric. You have to be customer centric, but you have to be customer problem centric, right? Um, knowing their space as well, if not better than they do. And that's big. And and I know that's like kind of high level copywriting, but like that's like the skeleton of it. And, you know, I I help customers solve business problems with SaaS technology. Yeah. It doesn't matter what SaaS I have. Like it's all about your business problem.
0: Yeah. You know, I I agree. And it really is just – knowing how to ask, like you said, you gotta be an industry expert, right? I mean, if you don't spend a yep. time on them, why would they wanna spend the time on you? And really, it's just like, hey, you know, I found X, Y, and Z, I'd love to share with you, Jared. I think it will help, would you be open to that? And just keep being persistent. <laughs> you know you know what I really like too, Jared? You mentioned, you mentioned um, back in the days, like seven years ago, everyone was doing the SDR work, but it was like full cycle. And now it changed down to, uh, you know, just breaking it down. But just five years ago when it's just become the SDR thing just blow up. And it's funny because I see a lot of people too. Sometimes they say, Hey, you know, I, I really believe like there's, there's people out there who claims, I'm just gonna throw it out there, man. Fuck it. There's people out there who claims, Hey man, I'm an SDR. 20, 30 years ago, you know, no, no, nah, man, you were a full cycle sales rep, dog. <laughs> you just didn't have, the, as, as, SDR, BDR is different now. And, and the reason why is because things have changed. Things are now available that wasn't available last time. You know, there's now social touches that didn't have before. And, but more importantly, the technology that's now available to you to do your outreach, to be successful, to truly reach out to them and really learning how to utilize that tool you know, like Outreach, SalesLoft, Yesware, Reply.io, sure. Apollo.io, you know, Persist IQ. Is a lot of them.
1: And plug, plug, plug. plug yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: and There's being so SDR, BDR, you you, you got to be tech savvy, right? If you if you're not good with computer, with multitasking, and just being able to type the words, and uh, you're you really not an SDR, man. I mean, give or take, your know, phone's one of them. You know, there's some people out there that I know that are, they claim their SDR and BDRs, but they're only phone centric. And it's like, and you're just cutting yourself short, you know? You just hit that speed dollar, sit on the phone all day, every day. No, dog, you're just, you're just an appointment center, man.
1: <laughs> well, you know, you could argue that that's what an SDR's job is to to get meetings on the board, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, today you have to be so creative and use so many different modes to, to outreach. To try to be a full cycle sales rep today is harder than ever because the clients are harder to get into and the creativity is needed. So like you, you, you'll spin your wheels. You could do it in certain spaces if the product is like the cat's meow and like, and you have a brand name and all of this. But if you have like a dime a dozen product, which a lot of people do, marketing agency, for instance, you know, dev yeah. shop. You need a lot of more time to get in. And the irony is the two examples I gave are like two of the last ones to have that set up because the margins are so small, but, but you need it.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I love that, man. Hey, Jared, I want to ask you something. So um, notice you were a mentor at Bravado. Pretty familiar with Bravado. Are you still a mentor for them today?
1: So I'm not really active with that. Uh, I don't have any mentees through Bravado, but I do. I've taken a few kids under my wing. Kids, um, adults, sellers under my wing. uh, Because a lot of people have reached out through LinkedIn. And I'm happy to have a conversation with, anybody that's a positive person period and, and yeah. you know it, it's responsibly to the universe to do right
0: yeah uh quick question since you were helping there for a minute um what really is bravado because i remember looking at there, there was one down here they're like hey seo you being be an ae make this much amount of money six figures and stuff like that um was that re- was that really uh the stuff over there or is that just one of them things
1: that's going Wait, bra- bravado?
0: Yeah, is bravado SEO is that, is that is that the same one I'm talking about? Might I might be no.
1: So, so so bravado is essentially bravado is a network. I believe they have like sixty thousand users. Of it's a mentorship network, so oh. everybody's on there um, to learn and and to learn yeah. specifically through mentors. And you don't get paid, or at least I didn't get paid. Um, I I don't think people get paid. It's just like goodwill and karma and love. Gotcha.
0: Never mind. I, I have it for the different one that I have. it was also named Bravado too. I guess it must be a different one.
1: I had I, I had remember... a client called Bravado that was uh that was under Universal Music that that did tour t shirts uh, for, for the band as well. Bravado Music Group. So I've <laughs> heard Bravado in a few different ways.
0: Yeah. All right, for sure. So hey, um I, I remember your uh from just spreading their profile, it says something about all funnel. Can you talk to them about your experience when it comes to all funnel? It's like you had yeah, All so, so that nice. just
1: goes back to, to the full cycle, right? Yeah. Like, I, I've done outreach. I've scaled outreach. I've literally used outreach to do both of those things, nice. outreach.io. Um, always take meetings, close meetings, follow, you know, bring things through the whole pipeline <laughs> from entering opportunity to moving huh? it through the funnel, to hitting closed one, closed lost, or, or changing the date to the future tabling it.
0: Yeah. I'm curious. So, coming from a sales professional like you, let's say if there's a listener right now, you know, AE at a tech and SaaS company and yep. they're they're doing a lot of demos. So, when it comes to you and your expertise, what makes a good demo, uh what's a bad demo and how do you get better at your craft?
1: So, yeah, so to get better at your craft, you got to learn, right? You got to read you got to talk to people that are smarter than you, that have done more than you, um, etc. Yeah. And, and, and you need to learn through experiences. You know, having people shadow you on calls and things to that effect. A good demo versus a bad demo, and, and a good sales process versus a bad sales process. You know, once you're, you're meeting with customers in general, yeah. is just it starts with your discovery process, right? Like that—that's probably one of the most important, if not the most important, area to you know in sales and and you know keenan in particular you know give him and, and rachel may a plug in, in gap selling in discovery you're understanding present state and desired future state and in the financial gap in between there right and, and asking them questions to uncover challenges today that's causing them not to get to their future state that you could solve and going into and going into that discovery meeting you have a list of everything you can solve right like in in typical problems that company a b or c would have and then also um root causes behind that right like so okay nice um we're we're not getting enough meetings if you're selling sales enablement well is it the meetings or is it the close rate like understanding the process and and If you don't hit your goals, what does that mean for you? Is it you lose your job? Is it your company doesn't get its funding? Is it you can't go public? So now you're building like this whole whole picture, this whole gap. You're like, whoa, this gap. And this is all in like discovery. And if you demo before finding that, like how less powerful is this conversation, right? So now you have a gap. You realize this gap is... 30 million dollars and your solution is 300 grand that's that's a cheap price for 30 million dollars right like so yeah. so you're like so, so now your demo after learning all that speaks to their problems very customer centric but not just customer centric problem centric hitting them all off and 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 essentially showing them why you're the solution to close either the full gap or a good enough portion of it and it makes sense to use. So when, when you have a good discovery before the demo, probably on a different day before the demo, you're going to be able to have a presentation, a demo, if you will, um, that's more likely to hit home and make them feel warm and cozy and that they need your product.
0: Oh, my God. Yes, this is um. that was the price of admission right there. I, I love that, Jared. You you pretty much just hit the nail on the head with every steps. Right? You mentioned you should always have a list of A, B, C, what they should uh, already be having. Like, hey, these are what other people are.
1: Problem identification yeah. chart. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then you go, oh, and then you find the root cause of that. And that's what I see a lot of AEs out there don't really do that. They just said, hey, thanks for booking the time or, you know, thanks for showing up. Here's what we do, X, Y, and Z, etc. And you right there, you said, "Hey, you're getting the to the root cause of that. Like, what's 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 causing this?". And so let's talk about alignment too. And this is a lot. This is very valuable for the SDR and AES when they're listening to this episode, right? Because it's very common. We see this a lot too. After I interviewed a lot of SDR leaders, this is actually kind of common. You mentioned if they come in and they should already have know exactly what the causes are but a little bit deeper in that like if, if this is an AE you're, you're about talking to, about
1: you're talking about the de, you're talking about demo day now right like you should know all this and you're yeah. going for the demo is that what you mean okay yeah
0: yeah let's say the AE goes all right man I need to find this information and then what's the what what other ways can they do it because majority of the time what I see is they're just looking at the notes from the SDR that they filled in whether it's in um, you know Salesforce or whatever CRM they at HubSpot copper and they're just looking in but how can they take the additional step and dive deeper as an ae before the
1: demo so i i I guess it's up to uh the person creating the structure to make sure that the right questions get asked And, and and this is a question like are the sdrs in a position to ask this or should the aes ask it um who does the qualification like so there's i guess a qualification and then a discovery you know it's a case by case right because if you're going after logos like enterprise right like um <laughs> you're going after amazon you're going after whatever yeah bro they can afford you they can afford you like you don't need to ask those stupid questions you just yeah. got to go and, and, and get the discovery um in my experience, the, the person that demos should be asking the questions, probably, right? Because they're coming up with the presentation. Yeah. So, SDR, yeah. So, th- th- does that make sense? Like, I think the, so the SDR is putting whatever notes, the AE needs to schedule a discovery call, whatever happens before. And, and that discovery call can't be on the same day as the demo. Unless the product's like a $500 product because wow. then whatever. <laughs> gotcha. Like if the product's a $500 product or, or 300 or 50 bucks. like if the product's Gmail Yeah. and you have a team of 10, it's like, okay, I know you need to send mail. Like it doesn't matter as much.
0: Yeah. You know, okay. I, I, I like that. That's what but, I but see. But if it's a like
1: $100,000 product, yeah, you have, you have, to, learn it. You have to. Yeah.
0: Yeah yeah you know that's funny um a lot of aes with a smaller acv they don't do that you know and i really believe that it would increase their success rate if they truly understand more like what you just mentioned hey do another discovery call before the demo just like hey this is i uh, got the notes from this guy from the sdr just to confirm this is what you said are we missing anything else and then just uh on demo days like game day nice
1: yeah so like if i'm selling you something right like yeah you run a podcast like, how many people, like, we were talking about this before. Yeah. Tell me about your podcast today. You know, I have X number of thousand people. Great. Is that where you want to be? Like, are, are you chilling? No, I, I need to be here. Why aren't you there? Um, yeah. Here, hear me out. Do you find that people aren't seeing your podcast? Like, you're posting, so you tell me you're posting on social, but... How many people are coming from you doing that? Like you're doing the best practices you're posting on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Google. Yeah, you're doing that, whatever. Got it. Um, You know, if if you hit this 10x goal, what does that mean for you? Uh, This much money. Yeah, but like what else? Like let's let's feel it out. Like, oh, you know, we're we're growing this way or that. And, And you're understanding this picture. And then you're like, I can help you hit that goal, man. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, I mean, you don't really say that, but he knows. And you're you're coming to me. You're coming at me, and you're saying, "How do we do this?" You're yeah. asking me, right? Because, yeah, um, I, I I call it the doctor sale. And and or or you know, when you go to a doctor and something is wrong,
0: yeah,
1: it says what hurts my elbow. Does it hurt when you do this? Does it hurt when you do that? It hurts yeah. when I do this, not that. When did this start? Have you tried to take Advil? I've tried to take Advil. Have you tried to take Tylenol? No, I haven't. God. Whatever that doctor tells you to get that pain away, you're going to do. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Assuming, yeah. Assume, assuming it's covered by insurance or it's in your budget. Right. You're going to do it. Now, let's say, let's say, okay, let's say, let's say, it's not Jared going in. It's um Derek Jeter going in, right? Like when he was still playing. And now him getting fixed is worth a little more than just feeling good. Yeah. Right? It's worth million dollar contract, multi-million dollar contracts that. So now Derek Jeter's gonna pay a little more, right? To to get you see where I'm getting the gap is bigger. Yeah. That's like the best example. <laughs> Right. Oh, so, so you're playing for the Yankees. Oh, your contract's over, and you have a chance to make $10, $30 dollars a year. Do you care if it's covered by insurance? Fuck no. <laughs> <Fix me. laughs> That's right. Oh man, I love that. That's how you do it.
0: You know, just filling in that gap, tying it in, and closing it out, man.
1: That's how you do it. So, so you got it. Like, like, like you have two people with their elbow busted but because they have different goals and different like possibilities to get there you have two clients with their sales process busted or with whatever you're selling busted but understanding where their future state is and what those things behind did that analogy kind of like help like accentuate it like
0: yeah yeah love it the doctor can imagine myself in that room just throwing your elbows around you know (laughs) yeah hey um jared so another quick question so I saw all this, I, I believe it was on a Jay Burrow's post one time, and it's about mm-hmm. um, before, like right, right when you get in a demo, they, they found out like doing the introduction and just throwing out there what the purpose and what they're trying to achieve within the call has been a lot more effective than those who does it at the end of the call. Uh, for instance, like we come in, hey, Jared, thanks for hopping on the 1UP Sales Development Podcast. What I'm hoping yep. to achieve today is to for you to share your story and you know, perhaps teach the crowd something new in terms of sales development and that's pretty much it uh what would you would you be would that be all right and just doing that in the beginning then at the end of the sales process or the discovery call they found it more effective or something what do you think about that yeah
1: it, it, it it's, it's it's an upfront contract i think I think its roots were in similar sales yeah and um yeah, it's just a courteous way to operate, right? It's um I think there's some psychology behind it. It's like a common practice. I think that there's nothing wrong with it. Period. Why not? Um but keep in mind, no gap, no sell. So you could say, Jackson, we got 30 minutes. Is that cool? You know, is there anything you want to add to the docket? Yeah, I want to talk about this as this. You don't go in and you find – you don't find that gap. I don't care what the yeah. – you're saying at the beginning, right? Yep. So, yeah, t- toss it in, sure, but no gap, no sale. Yep. That,
0: 100%, No gap, no, sale. no, gap,
1: no sale. So you I go to the, doc- the doctor's like, I got, I got 30 minutes today. He doesn't ask you if you're, you're – how your elbow does or ask you the right discovery questions to figure out the gap or, or he doesn't realize that you're Derek Jeter – and he thinks you're a normal person and gives you Tylenol, he's like leaving a lot on the table or, or probably losing the deal. Yeah. E- even if he tells you you have 30 minutes, right? And gets that yeah. upfront contract. So the upfront contract is great. It's um, I believe in it. Um, I do it, but the gap finding the gap part is, uh, is critical.
0: Yeah exactly and this is exactly what b2b is too right like they're they're not reaching out just to see a demo man there's like there's an actual pain there you know it's like hey man what can you do to make my life easier make some money faster whatever (laughs) i love that um jared so i know we're running up against the hour here and the time um just before we close things out, I just want to ask you. So you were the director of sales, enterprise sales over at Juice, and you're rolling out um, yep. Rev Genius. Like what what's next for you based on your experience? What's next? Yeah.
1: Let, let's, let's get Rev Genius rocking. Let's 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 do that for the next 10 years. Now I, I'm you know it's very much bootstrapped. So looking for enterprise individual contributor role, because um, I, I want to continuously learn. I just want to sell, man. Um, yeah. Always. I'm super entrepreneurial. I'm hungry. But if the right opportunity came up uh, that, that had me in a selling role, selling SaaS or, or some sort of technology, six-figure deals, seven-figure, um, definitely open for it, uh, especially if it was with a, a strong company with a, a good leader, good leadership. And, and as a plug, plug good leadership all day long. Um, it's more important to work for a good leader. Um, that, that'll help you level up, help you hit your quotas uh, the right way, help you learn, help you achieve whatever goals you have and be empathetic to you than it is working for like a cool vanity company.
0: Okay, damn. that I, I love that. So I, I know I know we said it's like the last thing, but I just want I just want to pick your brain on this. So you mentioned you know your next opportunity, if it shows up, you got to find the right leader. There's a lot of SDR and BDRs right now that got let go. They're on a job hunt and for them, this is a great takeaway for them too. So let's say if they were to take that approach, which is great, which is, should be the approach by, by the way, instead of just taking that salary or that limited vacation or snacks and shit like that. Um, what, what are a few things they can do to make sure that the leader is right for them in terms of like physical action, like, do they just do one on one with them? Or are they just picking their brains? Do they have coffee
1: with them? Like, yeah, what, would so, you, what would you, do? What would you throw So thing? definitely pick pick their brains. Ask, um, you know, reach out to some people that work there. Talk oh, to nice. people that are working there. Like, you want to know a few different things, right? You want to know are are people hitting their goals? Are people happy? Um, nice. What's the day to day like? What what's the leader's demeanor like? Make sure that you vibe like make sure that they're not like a militant uh unless you need a militant (laughs) and and that that's 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 you i mean it's not me uh but i get that it is some people i've worked with people that uh respond well to that just because of their upbringing right so you know interview people at the company interview past clients of the company if you can like if, if it's appropriate um you know like understand the product why they bought etc you know oftentimes that might be overstepping boundaries before you get in but like when you're in that that's a good step one but talk to like look up their track record um and ask about them nice you know that's that's
0: it man all, all you really got to do is just ask <laughs> love it all right so hey jar man um Really, really glad you're able to come and join the One Up Sales Development Podcast. We're truly happy to have you on here. If there's one I'm takeaway glad. you can thank give you for them for the yeah, if there's one takeaway, like let's say there's a new SDR and BDR listing right now. They just, they just graduated. Oh, fuck. 2020, I just graduated. I'm 24, 22 years old. Hit with the COVID. Yep. That's one thing that we, you would leave with them to uh, you know, help them one up their game. And what, if they want to reach out to you and say thank you, what's the best way to reach out to your brother?
1: So uh, hit me up on LinkedIn, uh, Jared Robin, J A R E D R O B I N, LinkedIn.com forward slash in forward slash Jared Robin, one word. <laughs> <laughs> nice. In, in regards to one upping their game, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm looking up this awesome yeah. uh, leader that's actually part of uh, Rev Genius. Nice to um. So so essentially, the gist is he, he wants people hungry, coachable. And um. And, and I think like moldable, right? Like I think that's coachable, like humble, hungry, coachable. Like like have those um, characteristics, hungry and persistent. I think they're synonymous. I think that's a, that's a great trait. And being coachable. Is big too. So you want to be hungry, but you want to be able to to take a foot off the gas and, and 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 understand that you don't know everything. Damn, I don't know everything. I don't know everything, and I've been doing it longer than you. And I'm I'm not even close to knowing everything. Right. Uh, be open to learn. It's a great quality that people want on their team, and be hungry that's it man and, there and, it is and, and, and learn from be coachable learn from them and then go off on your own and, and, and learn as well like learn every which way There Learning it is. is, so important and, and that's why Rev Genius uh, is a beautiful project it, it aligns closely with like my values in that
0: I love it and there you go guys uh, Jared thanks again for hopping on the 1Up Sales Development Podcast and for those who's listening be sure to check out Rev Genius and upload for your game baby
1: <laughs> thanks Jackson have an awesome day
0: you too.